The following episode of TOEFOP is rated MA for mature audiences. It may contain sexual references, time travel references, allegations of bin misconduct, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that this episode is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who thinks a comedy conversation between two old mates sounds like a terrible idea for a show. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. Second compilation episode, I'm Charlie Clawson. Yes, Will and I are still on our Tofop holiday, but Podcast Mike has put together this compilation episode themed around Charlie the Handyman. I bought a house last year and it has been a non-stop battle to learn how to fix things. Uh, you know that I've been cleaning dirty decks, that I've been dealing with a large snake, that I've been uh, going to Bunnings on a regular basis, building a Tofop studio that we still haven't used yet, which is funny. Uh, but here is uh, another best of. Uh, don't forget, there's uh, new episodes of Willosophy and Two Guys, One Cup and uh, Fofop this week, a very special Fofop with um, Walking the Rooms, Greg Berent. Yes, I managed to get in touch with Greg and we had a great chat. He's doing very well, has a new interest in Formula One racing, which is unexpected, and the Love Island franchise so we get into all of that uh tofop will be back next week uh but you can go to tofop.com for all that information and please don't forget that we're doing a live show our first live show at the great australian podcast festival in november fingers crossed it's still happening uh, at the palais theater it'll, it'll be our first live show since our infamous opera house show where john deeks got into a fight with a robot it was a whole thing. I don't need to go into it. Uh, so please uh, go to the Great Australian Podcast Festival dot com, or we'll put a link in the episode description below. But for now, here's the best of Charlie the Handyman. Take it away, Mike. As you know, Will, I've moved house. I'm uh, now living in your neck of the woods. Been here for two months, and uh, I think it's a real shame that we started Macho Fop last year. Because I would like to include myself now. I am Mr. Renovations, man. I'm at Bunnings every day. I've surprised myself. Charlie Clawson is Mr. Renovations. <laughs> you should have been doing like a home that. series. Yeah, this like, is actually what you should have been doing. You should have been like, idiot teaches himself to know how to do stuff. Yeah. From ground up, people could follow your journey from, hey, are you an idiot that knows nothing? Well, over the series of the next three years, by me looking at other YouTube clips, I'm going to learn how to not be an idiot. And then I'm going to distill all that information into one easy to follow series. Because at the moment, I imagine you're doing what I do when I need to do those sort of things, which YouTube. is YouTube tutorials. YouTube University. But you have to go to different places. I imagine when you're learning to paint, you go to some sort of mm-hmm. you know, painting channel. And when yeah. you're learning to fix a dishwasher, you go into some dishwasher channel. What you need is, uh, so you want to be a man for idiots guide. <laughs> and you could be that idiot, Charlie. Well, you said, you know, you just, you just threw out three years. I reckon if I did do it for three years, it would still be the one job. Because <laughs> although I am learning things, it's taken me a long time. A running joke for the first month we were in this house was um, uh, the hinges on, on one of Iona's wardrobes were kind of loose. And so I was like, well, I'll replace those. And it seemed easy to say, I'll just replace the hinges. It took 
eight visits to Bunnings of me buying the wrong hinge, buying the wrong degree of hinge, buying the wrong type of screw for the hinge. Like when you go to Bunnings and you uh, do a return and they exchange it, they staple the old receipt to the new receipt. By the time I went in for the last time to get these hinges, this thing was like the Bible. It was so thick. The girls at work at my local You buddies. needed a hinge to hold together all the receipts. <laughs> it was like that. It was so much to kind of figure out. And a mate of mine is a carpenter. And halfway through this hinge swapping ordeal, I was like, oh God, this is so hard. I feel embarrassed talking to you. And he was like, no, no, even for carpenters, hinges are like the job you don't want to do because there are so many kinds of hinges and you have to get the exact right one for, do you want the doors to be overlay or inset? Do you want them to meet in the middle, have a bit of separation in between? Do you have the right screwdriver that you can change the kind of height and the width, all this kind of stuff? It's annoying as hell. Is there, isn't there a dating app called Hinge? Is Hinge the name of one of the dating apps? I reckon there's like, you know, what's it called? Tinder and Bumble and Hinge. What's the Hinge angle? Well, I was going to say, maybe it's that. Maybe hinge is no. I was going to say the fact that it's very hard to find the right hinge. Like we are an honest dating app. You're going to have to go back and you're going to have to try a few hinges. It might not be the first person that you hook up with on our service. You might have to go back a couple of times until you find the right hinge. Okay, so what is Hinge? Uh, Hinge is a dating app that aims to get away from mindless swiping culture by matching you based upon interest and preferences and inspiring conversations from that. Well, isn't that exactly what the other ones? Well, they just don't have a swipe function. But yeah. The rest of them are like, hey, you send someone a message. Yeah, I reckon Hinge, from just that description, I'm imagining they require more... It's an inf- up, up and down swipe as opposed <laughs> to left and right. <laughs> no, they probably require more information about you. So it's not just about how you look in a bikini or with your shirt off or like cuddling a tiger. It's about, you know what your interests are and, and, you know, what your preferences are and those things get matched together. Okay, so Hinge uh, was launched in 2012, the same year as Tinder. At first, both apps were similar, focusing on swiping through vast amounts of profiles, though Hinge tried to pair you with friends of friends on Facebook. Hmm. The company found that only one in 500 Hinge swipes led to people exchanging phone numbers and they wanted to change that. Thus, Hinge pivoted in 2015, rebranding as an app for people after relationships and meaningful connections rather than people looking for friendships or hookups. Creating a profile on Hinge is more than just posting your photos. They're obviously important, but so are your virtuals, your vitals, and your vices. Okay, quickly, Will. What are your virtues, your vitals, and your vices? Uh, my virtues are that I am loyal. Yep. And I have a reasonable income. Yep. And I... Hard for you to have an affair because you're hips. <laughs> it's not easy for you to, like, slip off, I mean, you know, and having an affair I'm with someone. I'm not sure I should be, like, leading with that <laughs> as that one of my top three virtues. <laughs> and that's not really a virtue. No, that's more if that you would have an affair, except that your body is stopping you from having an affair. It's hard to list that as a virtue. What's the next one? Vitals. Vitals. I guess that's, like, your non-negotiables. Like, you're the, you know, what are the ABCs in me, baby? I mean, I guess, like, you know, racism and homophobia. Phobia and oh no, I've got to be honest with you. No, Amy slips a few of those in every now and again. Hasn't been a deal breaker. So, um, what are my? Well, maybe maybe vitals is more like height where you live. Vital statistics. I mean, it's good age. It's good if they live near me. Um, uh, although I travel, so it's got to be someone who's. Like okay to be by themselves when I'm right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah you travel for work. Yeah, you're a freelancer. Yes. And what are your vices? Well, so many. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it's predominantly vices. 
<laughs> they give you three pages on Hinge. We're both back in Sydney, yes. so I'm staying back at my old place. And uh, interesting bit of trivia, um, there are teens in my neighbourhood who like to knock over bins. There are teens that like to knock them over. Yes. I've always had this suspicion, suspicion. Will, Of course you have. That there Here are... Here we go. This is QAnon. <laughs> this is BAnon. That there are roaming gangs of unruly teens oh. in my neighbourhood with a vendetta against You're bins. You're a bin truther. I've been made fun yeah. of... Constantly, the last two years. Yeah, by me mostly. Friday night, we're in bed. Yeah. We're settling to go to sleep, mm-hmm. and I hear the raucous laughter of a group of young men making their way up the street. Uh-huh. And here's the thing, right? What is amazing to me is that in the 25 years since I've been a young man, yeah. not a lot has changed. Like in the way that young men interact, like, so I heard them coming up the Incompetently, street, full of hormones and no yelling idea. Yelling out swear words for they have no apparent <laughs> intent or context just yeah. to swear. It's sad how little we evolve. That's the real <laughs> yeah, it's sad really story. Sad. Bellowing. So at one stage, so I, these guys, are, they're, they're making a noise. They've come up from the pub, obviously. They're taking a turn around the corner to head down the street to the beach. Mm. So bang, bang, clang, bang, clang. So I actually go over to the window and I do a little bit of my Mrs. Mangle. I'm going to just watch mm-hmm. these kids. And I open, the first thing I see is two like boys drunk on the corner, sizing each other up, having like a mock like kung fu fight. Like an actual fight or two no, mates? No, no, two, two, two mates. mates pretending yeah. to do kung fu. Like, I mean, look, I just created the narrative in my head, which is one of the guys is actually has done some like MMA classes or something. Right. And his mate kind of like wants to do them as well but maybe he's a bit scared but because they're drunk he's plucked up enough courage to kind of size up to his mate and throw a few kind of like fake kicks to see if maybe he's got it and so his mate starts busting out like actual like roundhouses and stuff but it's all like goofy and dumb so I'm watching this play out and I see that they're on the opposite corner to my apartment at the other apartment this old dude like silver haired old dude comes out in his balcony and he's watching him as well and so these like four or five kids are like you know play fighting and there's a group of other kids walking past and anyway one of the last kids to pass by the corner grabs the wheelie bin apropos of nothing that's what i mean nothing's changed (laughs) like and just flings it in the middle of the road, like grabs it and flings it. Everyone cheers and claps. I think another little kid ran out and gave it a couple kicks for good Who's measure. Whose wheelie bin is this? So on the opposite side of the street, the neighbours. Like it's just out. Is it bin night? No, no. Is it, how close to bin night is it? Like is it Not at all. still acceptably in the street? Well, this is the thing. Oh, by the way, side note. Yeah. Because uh, it's not worth stopping down for for a decent amount later. My, you were right. You were right, my friend. My green bin did return. You know how last time we were here and I said that the green bin had gone missing and then you were like, wait a couple of days, mm-hmm. the green bin will magically yeah. appear again. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to get a new green bin from the council. Well, then I wasn't here for a while, so I hadn't got a new green bin. Came back. Bin elves. Just <laughs> bin elves had been. Greeting me at the door. Yeah. I can never been anywhere. You have to leave out some food and wine for them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, so I posted a photo to my Twitter a couple of weeks ago, which was when I was last down in Sydney, I collected some mail and there was a letter from the council, like okay. a general letter to the neighbourhood okay. saying, hey, bins are not to be kept on the street. You've got to keep them on your premises, blah, 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 which is... A fucking daring claim where I live because everyone's bins are out on the street. Right. No, I mean, it's mainly apartments and shop fronts. Like there isn't a backyard to put the or front yard to put the bins in. Um, and it's hilarious because in that letter, 
they so they go through all the kind of like you know regulation blah 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 says bins have to become premises and then the next page is all these like photos of the offending bins oh like it's hilarious it's like a six page people document. are bin shamed bin shamed and like and our, did you flick through because you haven't been there so none of them are your bins no they're like yeah no definitely a lot of them are my bins oh okay yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they're, they're right on the money. So, I mean, I, I guess I've got to let the landlord know or something. That, yeah. you know, he's got to do something about it. I don't know what they can do. But anyway, so there are bins everywhere. This kid throws a bin in the middle of the road. And then most of the crowd clears with the four kind of kung fu fighting kids. Anyway, one of the kids obviously has a change of heart. So as a group's paying off, he stops, looks back and walks over and grabs the bin from the middle of the road. And I'm like, okay. Maybe I've misjudged these young ruffians. Like, it's all a bit of fun. But he knows that you know, it's probably an inconvenience. He's doing the, the right thing. Day, I've got to go and pick Bring up the bin that bin. Yeah, there's buses travel along here. Like, Come on, kids guys, on bikes. This is, yeah, this yeah. is... I mean, this is quite dangerous. It's all fun and games. Not I, I don't bra- want to be a spoiled sport. Not brave gotta, enough to do it in front of his mates. Because no, he no, bag no. mercilessly. You guys move on, but I'm just going to... I'm just going to tie my shoe. And, oh, guys, my shoelace is undone. Go on without me. He goes and grabs the bin. You're not going to take the bin back, are you, Phil? No. No. Not doing that again. After last time, when you mocked me so mercilessly. Anyway, my shoelace... Oh, my other shoelace is undone. Keep going. Don't look back. So, Phil... Run, it's the Slender Man. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) So, Phil uh, gets the bin. Yeah. And as he's wheeling it back, the old guy's still watching him. Mm. And so, he looks up at the old guy and he says, language warning, what are you looking at, cunt? (laughs) (laughs) What? What? And the old guy goes, an asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. And wow. Phil goes, well, maybe you're looking into a mirror. <laughs> We're all in this together. And the old bloke goes, nah, I'm looking at you. And then Phil goes, all right. <laughs> Just coughs it on the chin, yeah. puts the bill in Fair place enough. and walks off. I doff my hat to you, a better man. Uh, it was- I've been bested in this verbal <laughs> repost. <laughs> I think you and I are both dealing with the same thing, which is like home maintenance and, and uh-huh. relying on, on people who are much more handy and knowledgeable. Um, do you feel intimidated when like you bring around like a, a plumber or a tradie of some kind or whatever and your lack of knowledge is exposed immediately? Uh, the ones that lead off by not going to the complicated stuff first, explaining what they think is the simple stuff that you will completely understand. And you know from the first way they go, well, you got to grab a couple of widgets and then you got to hoitch up the spatulator and uh, you're just like, oh, you lost me at spatulator. I don't know what a spatulator is. I have no idea what you're talking about. It sounds like something that's in the kitchen, but you're using it for plumbing. I do not know what a spatulator is. Yeah, I can just see you getting your guy to dumb it down. Like he starts trying to tell you, no, 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 no. Then he goes to sock puppets. No, 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 no. Then he's got like a Pictionary whiteboard out and he's trying to draw pictures for you. Like, slow down, egghead. Yeah, so he's right back at the whole, he's got like actually a bio biology book and he's showing me how the human digestion works and he goes well basically you consume food and then that waste needs to be expelled from your body okay now that you've got that i can start explaining the toilet and how it works well i had a a different kind of scenario with um i had a couple of plumbers come around because we had a bit of with all the rain that we've been having up here lately we had a tiny bit of flooding not nothing drastic a bit of seepage coming from groundwater and uh, so I was out, um, you know, checking the drains, which were, you know, filling up really quickly. I even went to Bunnings and bought myself like a sump pump to kind of help the drainage. And then when the aim, when the aim, when the rain eased a bit, I was like, I'm going to do some investigation, see if I can, with with my little pea brain, work out what's going on. 
And I kind of looked at the drains and, you know, the proximity to the house, and I sort of felt like, geez, it feels like when these pipes were put in, they didn't quite get the angle right. They're not draining fast enough. It feels like the inlet pipe is is it too low an angle to the outlet pipe so it's just sort of filling up the stormwater drain and not so this one of those things that if you were a smarter person you go this is the sort of thing i would have checked out before i bought this house (laughs) (laughs) well no the funny thing is it's never it's never a problem until it personally affects you when i picked up the keys for the house this was over december and there was quite a bit of rain then not like we've had in the last week or so but you know a fair bit of rain and the owner, the previous owner, took me into the house, showed me the kind of downstairs living area and said, look, we've noticed there's a bit of damp coming into this back corner here. So you might want to think about, um, uh, uh, she showed me the stormwater drain. She said, you might want to think about putting an extra or widening the pipe in the stormwater drain so it gets away from the house a lot faster. I grabbed the keys, shoved her out the door and said, smell you later. I don't need your advice. It's raining now and I've got no drainage issues. So I imagine it will never rain more than this and I will never have any drainage issues. Until it personally affects you. So until I was up till 3am with towels and buckets trying to stop my bloody house from flooding, it didn't didn't bother me. Um, I even called the previous owner very sheepishly. <laughs> it was like, um, you know that, that problem that you pointed out when I, when I got the keys? I haven't actually addressed it. And I was wondering if you could uh, give me the number of the plumber who put in the drainage pipe. And she's like, well, I remember your last words to me were clearly, see you later, sucker. And I feel like you whispered, I hope you burn in hell. I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure you said that. But I have heard from some neighbors that you stole their dog. So I'm starting to feel like I've really invited crime into this neighborhood. So uh, she informed me that, unfortunately, the uh, previous plumber had passed away. Um, So I began... Drowned. Under the house, <laughs> and his ghost haunts you. It's like poltergeist. <laughs> Our house is built over an ancient plumber burial ground. <laughs> at night, at night, if you just if you listen closely, you can just hear the sound of plungers deplumbing the toilet. Right, just there's like a howling sound through the S bend. Sometimes when you're sitting on the toilet at night, you'll hear his voice. <laughs> Uh, so I had to do, and I hate doing this. I had to start mm. the process of cold calling tradies to kind of get them to come around and that's the worst what's your process by the way when you have to do this so uh, one of the things that that i'm interested in because at the moment i yes i'm also dealing with a lot of tradies and it is so hard to determine who it is that you're going to get in to do the job for you so what is your method of going about employing a tradie in this situation so much like the mafia will, I uh, I need someone to vouch for said tradie. I mm. like to get a recommendation because mm. I I come from that can be a little bit of trouble if you need say some painting done around your house and mafia style. You go up to somebody and go, I hear you paint houses, yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly you've ordered a hit by accident. Well, I don't know why I have this mindset, but I feel like somewhere in my childhood, maybe it was like I overheard my father or my mother complaining or something, but I just assume that everyone's out to rip me off, mm. that no one has my best intentions at heart. So when it comes to things like mechanics or tradies or anything like that, I'm like, you've got to be on the defensive because they're going to look to do the least amount of work for the most, you know, for the most amount of money. Mm. Um, but I find it a fairly intimidating process because I'm trying to describe over the phone what my issue is without sounding like an idiot. You know, like, for instance, when I was back... Water at- under house! <laughs> Too much water! When I was back in Sydney, um, the person who's subletting our apartment said the uh, the washing machine wasn't working. So I went upstairs and I 
identify what the problem was, which was um, the door latch seal had come off. And so when you close your washing machine, it won't start unless the door is properly sealed. So mm -hmm. I managed to get the washing machine up and I went under it and using tools managed to reseal it and get the door latch back in and close the door. And it was seemed to be working fine, but it just wasn't taking water into the washing machine. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And the neighbor downstairs is an electrician. And I'm like, electrician, plumber, close enough. Like, they're from the same family, right? <laughs> they often so, work side by side. You've got to pick some stuff up along the way. Yeah, exactly. So I asked him to come up and have a look at it with me. And so we get up there and I show him what I've done. And I said, now, seal the door so it should be working. And he just goes over to the tap and turns it on. <laughs> That's what I hadn't checked. Well, so it turns out you were right. You got yeah. an expert in. Even though he was an electrician, he was able to handle, diagnose the tap problem. Yeah, so, so that's my kind of, uh, my go-to is if I can't get a personal recommendation, but because there've been so much, um, st so many storms and, and rain in the last mm. couple of weeks, like it's really hard to get a plumber out at the moment. So I went, I did a twofold approach because I was concerned that the problem was going to get worse. So I went to one of those, I don't know how to describe them, but it's like, um, you know, it's like a franchise plumbers where, you know, you got to pay like 80 bucks for them to even come out and quote. And they, so they have like a team of plumbers on their books and so they'll farm, farm you out. And then I also went the mafia route where I got my friend to vouch for this dude and ask him to do me a favor and come around and, and check the plumbing. And so the first guy came around and he's actually, this is from the franchise place. And he was like a lovely guy, but I could immediately tell that I'd been sent like a dude who's maybe just, you know, just started being a plumber full time. Or well, that's what you get. They send right. out the the guy who's just above the apprentice. Like he's allowed yeah. to go out by himself now and diagnose things. But before any digging happens, like they send out the guy that if the issue is just that he needs to turn on a tap, <laughs> he has got this absolutely fucking covered. But if it is a bigger issue than that, they're going to have to call in some reinforcements. Yeah, so I, I kind of got that sense of the first guy. Lovely dude. He, he examined the problem. He kind of saw what was going on. Mm. But his solution seemed really inefficient. He wanted me to dig out. Move out of the area. He yeah. said, leave this area and never come back. He handed me a tin of petrol and some matches <laughs> and said, I reckon you could claim this. He said, he said here's $80,000. I own this house now. <laughs> leave. Uh, and so then the next day, um, the dude who'd been vouched for came around and he was, he knew exactly what he was doing. But this is what I was saying about initially when the problem was happening, I was looking at stuff, trying to see if I could determine what was going on. And I, and, and from my estimation, it felt like the pipes, the, the agri pipe and the stormwater drain had been incorrectly installed because it just mm. didn't seem to be draining properly. The angles seemed to be all wrong, all this, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But when the, the, the guy who, um, the mafia guy came around, because I, he came with a reputation, I was like, I don't want to look like an idiot in front of this guy. He's probably been plumbing for 30 years. You know, he's doing, he's doing my mate a favor by coming around and diagnosing. I'm not going to say anything. And so when he came around, he looked at everything. He's like, well, look, clearly the drains have been stored incorrectly and they're not draining. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that's exactly what I that's thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, duh. Everybody says that's what they thought once I've said it. And you're like, no, no, no. Like, I'm going to get you to ring this apprentice that got sent out by the other mob because I said the exact same thing to him. Oh, mate, you should have said it was so embarrassing. I was like that little dog in the Warner Brothers cartoon. Like, like yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. You know? <laughs> this guy was like, okay, mate. Okay, sure. And so he's sort of done the diagnosis, but 
now I'm sort of stuck because his quote has come in much higher than the older the old apprentice dude who's come out. And I'm sure like, you know, the apprentice guy's idea isn't entirely bad. I don't think it's as good as the as the expert dude, but I'm like, all right. So Can you just- give the apprentice some notes? Look, I'm just having a guess. For no real reason, I definitely haven't spoken to a more experienced plumber. But here's what I think we should do. Well, here's what I was thinking is I thought, why don't I take the higher of the two quotes? Because I like yeah. this guy seems to his solution to me make more, made more sense and seems to directly uh, uh, impact what the issue is. So I was thinking, could I like if I did some of the work for him, mm. for instance, he needs to dig a trench to put a new pipe in. If I dug that trench, if I dug out the area, surely like, you know, that he can take that off the quote, right? Yeah, absolutely. I know you can do some of the work. I yeah. think that I, I think that's an absolutely fine thing. In fact, I think that he would be absolutely fine with you doing some of the work. He's probably extremely busy, as you said. There is so much, yeah, water damage in the area. I bet plumbers are working around the clock. He does not need the extra work. He mm. did not get into world of plumbing because he liked digging ditches. There are plenty yeah. of other jobs where if your favourite thing is to dig a ditch, you can dig ditches full time. You can become a ditch digger. You can become yeah. a grave digger. Like there are so many holes that need to be dug. If that was your passion, you get into some hole digging related industry this guy loves laying pipe charlie that's why he got into plumbing (laughs) he loves the lay pipe and and so so what he needs is you to do some of the ditch digging so he can just come come along and do the glory bit which is to lay the pipe so you're saying that um so I'll dig the hole, he'll mm. bring the glory. So it'll be a glory hole. A glory hole. You too. What you should say is <laughs> reply to his email, yeah. re-glory hole proposal. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> Come down, you can lay some pipe. I'll get the glory hole ready. <laughs> uh, at the moment, we're actually getting our back deck redone and getting some lawn put in. And so... We had a builder come around a couple of weeks ago and give us a quote on a bunch of things we want to do. And so we're just doing it installments as we can afford it, essentially. Um, uh, but the thing we wanted to get done first was the deck. <laughs> so it's hilarious. We've had builders here most days last week and, and today. And um, like Gemma keeps like offering me up. <laughs> Like, as, like, you know, just as this, like, uh, apprentice. And so, uh, like, without consulting me, I'll just be downstairs and I'll hear her talking to them and say, oh, yeah, and my husband can come up and give you a hand. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Do I get a say in this? Like, you know, where's where's my milkshake video? I, I want to, like, talk about consent. I haven't actually said yes to anything here. And so uh, last Wednesday, I said, okay, look, I'll come I, up. I think, I think for the record, stone. you said yes to marrying Gemma and... This all falls under the general yes you signed up to on that day. You know when they say richer and poorer, you know, building your own shit, having to be an apprentice for a tradie. It's all in the fine print. So I go up uh, last week and there's a bunch of paving stones, like big, heavy concrete paving stones that need to be moved. And Because the guy said to me, um, are you good with tools? And I said, absolutely not. And they said, okay, well, you know, are you okay carrying these like heavy stones from here to the carport? Technically, what you should have said was, mate, I'm great with tools. Worked with one for 11 years. 335 episodes can't be wrong. <laughs> so I said to him, yes, like manual labor, like I can do that. Look at my stubby Irish hands, my short squat thighs. Like I can lift and carry things. That's probably my specialty. If the problem with this deck is there's too many buried potatoes, I'm your man. <laughs> <laughs> 
And as we've like uh, established on this show, like I have, a, I feel a little intimidated whenever I talk to kind of tradies or men who work with their hands because I'm always like, are they going to stiff me out as being a little fancy boy? Like, am I going to be exposed and humiliated for being a little fancy boy? But these dudes, they seem to like, you know, welcome me to the fold straight away. I didn't, I didn't get any sense of like, you know, looking down their noses at me or anything like that. But then, Will, <laughs> I made a fatal error where, so, you know, we'd started working and stuff and then it got to this next bit where I had to move these paving stones. And I said to the guys, oh, do you think I should wear gloves for this? And one of them, and with no agenda, said to me, oh, it depends. How soft are your hands? <laughs> to which I showed my hands, my hands that have never done an honest day's work in my life. And the guy's gone, they look pretty soft. <laughs> the guy said, stop showing us your baby's hands and show us your hands. <laughs> So I dutifully uh, went off to the hardware store, got myself some gloves. But I actually, uh, I, I, I was actually okay at it. I mean, I think, here's the thing. When it comes to physical labor and stuff, I don't mind that. I'm, I, I like getting down and dirty, but I just have no vision. I don't understand how things connect to other things or what you need to cut. Because at one point, um, we had to, there was a concrete step that we have going down to the, to the back, uh, the courtyard area. And... Uh, we wanted to remove that concrete step. And so the builders initially thought, well, because what they do apparently with concrete steps is they put like a steel frame down and they'll concrete over it. So they tend to be, you know, sort of hollow on the inside or not like rock solid. As it turns out, the previous owners decided to take every bit of scrap metal and concrete they had left over from the build and pour it into these two fucking steps because could not like shift or break these things. Like we hit it with a sledgehammer a couple of times, but it was rock solid. So they've said to they me, they were just really um, dedicated to the fact they're going any natural disaster. We just want these steps to survive. We don't care about the rest of the house. <laughs> it's the black box of my house. Exactly. These fucking concrete steps. All the secrets of the house are contained within those steps. It's funny you should say that because. Uh, so I said to the guys, "All right, um, you know, I'm your apprentice. What do you need?" And they said, "Well, can you go to Kennard's and we need a, a quick saw and we'll probably need a jackhammer." And uh, I said, "Okay." So I went off to canards and I got the quick saw. The guy said, like, you know, uh, what size do you need? We've got a 30, 40 or 60. I'm like, the biggest. Give me the biggest. And then he takes me outside for a quick demo on how to, like, use the quick saw. How do you, and the whole time is to, I'm just doing that Homer Simpson thing where there is, like, you know, a monkey riding a bicycle around a tree in the middle of my head. I'm like... I am not going to remember any of this. This is not, not going to stay in my head. I just, I'm glad I've got builders at home because this is not sticking in. So I get back to the house. I get back to the house. I've got the jack, jackhammer. I've got the quick saw. And the guy says, are you, are you okay to uh, get started on this? And I'm like, mate, you just identified me as old fucking Casper hands. <laughs> you think you want to give like a high-powered quick saw that can cut through steel and concrete to me? Like, I'm fuck, I'll take my leg off. You've got to be insane. So I did not bring enough pair of gloves for this. This is not a job for me. All I know how to do when I look at this piece of equipment, I see a bird drinking out of a little bit of water. <laughs> I can't remember anything that was told to me. So the thing is too, like once – so they, they said, okay, we'll, we'll take over. We'll, we'll get the quick saw going. So I went back to my just carrying, you know, bricks from one part of the house to the other. That was my job, the simple one. But when I came it's back- It's a massive demotion. Yeah. I can't believe that they even thought that you were able to go from carrying bricks to operating the quick saw. That is like even, that is a plot twist even Goodwill Hunting couldn't pull off. <laughs> like, like, I just, we've seen the way he carries bricks. I just think he'd be amazing at quick sawing. Well, I think the, the building supervisor, the, the guy whose company it is, mm. 
Because Jem was like, okay, this is uh, this is our budget. So, you know, do you reckon you can do all of it? It'll fit within this amount. And the guy was like, well, yeah, you know, if your husband helps out, that'll probably cut down on hours. So I think maybe it was wishful thinking on the supervisor's part. He's like, well, if old softy hands here gets involved, then, you know, maybe we can cut down some hours. But here's the thing, man. When I hear the saw going, I pop my head back around to have a look to see what they're doing. It takes two of them to operate it. Like, because you've got to run cold water in through the back of the saw to keep the blade cool. It's like, so what was this whole talk about? Are you going to be okay with the saw? Is this like some kind of hazing ritual? Are they just going to like, you know, because apprentices like normally get hazed. That's just like, oh yeah, let's let's set this guy fire up the saw and cut off his little finger. Then we'll step in. We'll say, nah, mate, it's a two-man job. Yeah, the steps probably aren't even solid. They've probably got some sort of rubber hammer that they've been hitting it with <laughs> and going, this is a great prank. We've just got to haze him and then he'll be a serious member of the team. You got the black and white striped paint as well that they wanted, right? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon someone yeah. is going to like, in the same way that, you know, those ice baths. So you, you're kind of like, you've done your legs, you've dug a hole yeah. earlier in the week, you've done your sort of your legs, and then like, you're like, it's Thursday, it's gutters well, day. You've got to do something where you're stretching up, you're lifting things out of the gutter. Exactly. Like, I think it's like, it's like the, it's the karate kid, you know, paint the fence and, and learn something. Right. Fashion, uh, you know, fitness moves and trends. We found that out last week when I got electrocuted. But I think this could be the new trend, like, especially up in the Northern Rivers where everyone's all about you know getting back to the basics and keeping things real it's like man you know if you could get someone like chris hemsworth you know who loves his fitness and stuff has his own fitness program and you could design a program with his trainers which is like let's just do away with weights and cables and kettlebells and all that kind of shit you're on a farm here's a shovel design me a workout i reckon they could come up with something like that so you can fix your house and get fit at the same time well what i'm saying is it would add it would surely it would supercharge the productivity of the nation yes if instead of going to the gym for an hour and lifting some weights that like you're not actually doing anything productive or useless except for your own body you are at the end of that thing you'll have dug that hole for that tree you've planted a new tree you've Mm. you know put solar panels on your roof like you've added something to the general economy to your house house to the well-being of the planet like if we could just get everybody to stop wasting their useless energy in exercise programs and get that energy to be used in productivity for the rest of us then clearly that is i mean i'm not chris hemsworth but i think the government should get behind us i think this should be a government initiative to recharge you know the economy in australia by getting everybody fit at the exact same time as we get the country fit i think it's a great idea the only issue is like pe- the reason people go to the, the gym is for aesthetics, you know, like people with great bodies, it's not necessarily a functional body or an athletic body even necessarily. It's all about aesthetics. And, you know, you're a, you grew up on a farm, your dad's a farmer. Farmers aren't really necessarily known for having the best bodies. Farmers have that crazy thing where they're super strong and resilient, you know, like they're the kind of guys who can get electrocuted or gored by a bull or whatever and just shake it off. Okay, well, this is a, like, this is a little bit less for us yeah. then, but... It combines two things that Australians are very passionate about, working out and home renovations. How about we make it more a sort of build your body at the same time as you're sort of building your house? We get into that sort of, like you don't have time to go to the gym and those sort of things when you're doing your home renovations, but we're going to show you a program that while you are doing those home renovations, you can put it together. And because you know who, like young builders, tradies and stuff, they've got good bodies. They're mostly super fit and they're eating like, you know, 
the iced coffees and sausage rolls for breakfast and stuff, but they're doing this physical work that means that they keep in good shape. Yeah, but I was wondering about that because I had that exact thought. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like if I did this every day, would I need to, would I even think about going to the gym? A, I'd be too tired, and, but B, would it just be about the aesthetics? And then most of the builders that have come around to work on my place are all surfers. So first thing in the morning, yeah. they're getting a surf in or they're knocking off early and getting a surf in. So I do think you need to sort of, if we're going to sell this program, you've got to combine it with a bit of that, like maybe not necessarily surfing, but something outside of the home. I think the home is perfect because it's a great metaphor for how you're going to build your body. As your house progresses and improves, you know, you're taking care of your outside temple, but you're also taking care of your inside temple. What do we call it? Homo. Um, well, it's a good first draft, but I think <laughs> we just... <laughs> Uh, um, homing farmer fit? No, because that's too country okay. again. We want to go into this, like, handy you know, the man. block. You know, this is like, yeah, handyman, handyman, handywoman. You've got to uh, take some building, take some construction. Gym terminology, like ripped, shredded, yep. jacked, pumped, and mix it with, like, some handyman terminology. So what would it be? Like, uh, handy, again, falls into an area where people might think it was a different app. Uh, handy shred? Handy jacked? Handy jacked is the worst. <laughs> Do not... No, handy jacked. That's what it's called, handy called. jacked? Uh, handy Get jacked. handy jacked. I mean, it is what we're saying our program yeah. can give you. By the end of it, you'll be handy and you'll be jacked. There'll be a lot of disappointed people. So we're not going to give you a 30-day free trial because we know a lot of people will cancel the subscription after the first day. But if DDP can do DDP yoga, we can do Handy Jacked. So, all right. So that's the first step. We've got a name. Fantastic. So do we go out to – who's designing the program? Do we go the Hemsworth route and just get a bunch of personal trainers together or do we get trainers and handymen together and just lock them in a room and they hash it out? Well – it's a pity that Jamie Jury is actually a gardener, not a builder, because that would be a perfect sort of... Um, he's quite handy, like he's more, I, I've got a little... Very handy. I, I can, what about um, Tom the Chippy? He's probably not as big a star as he used to be, but you need yeah, like Tom a, Williams. a Tom the Chippy style character, someone who's super fit and good looking, but also very handy. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the, the dude, the builder who's been working on our place, when, he, when I first met him... I was like, he's really good looking and charismatic and charming. And I had the thought of like, have I seen this guy on TV? Is he on the block or something? Because he just presented like that. Um, He'd be great, but he's not, we need a name. We need like, you know, okay, this is what Australian TV does. We go to the States. We bring out someone who's maybe, you know, the star has lost a bit of its shine and they need a kind of restart. So do we bring out, um, not Tim the Toolman Taylor, not Tim Allen, but he's offside. Al. With the beard. Al from Home Improvement. Is, it, what, is his name? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it's... We'd bring him out for the Logies one year. And then we, while he's out, and we, we get him plastered. I love that this conversation started with, in typical TOEFOP style, in the way our businesses tend to work. No wonder you put us in that third subcategory. It started with, we need a bankable star. And with our first lock-in get, we've gone with Al from the TV show Home Improvement. No, not Tim Allen. Not the tour man. He's oh. offside or out. All right. Well, what, who are the kids into? Like, who's a who's a handyman that has cut through? Like, we want to appeal across generations. So mm. it can't be too niche and it can't be too broad. It's got to be that sweet spot. Like, who's who's famous for being on the tools? 
What about Harrison Ford? He was a carpenter. Okay, so we need somebody. Who's the new Harrison Ford? Oh, I gotcha. Jason Momoa. Every time you see like footage of Jason Momoa, he's oh, on God. his farm. He's fucking chucking axes. He's building barns and stuff. And he's got that kind of, you know, if we're talking about that sort of Northern Rivers sort of hippie thing, that's him. Like, you know, he's dreadlocked. He's buff. He's good looking. He's Aquaman. And, you know, he spent time in Australia. I reckon we could talk him into it. He'll be shooting Aquaman 2 at some stage. So, Jason, <laughs> it's down to you and the guy who played Al in Home Improvement. You both got so. beards. Uh, that, that was... <laughs> <laughs> Stay by the phone. So I reckon he comes back to do Aquaman 2. You and I jump in a car. We drive up to the Gold Coast. We go to Warner Brothers. We yeah. stop at Wet n Wild, have a bit of fun. And then we go to the studios. <laughs> and we knock on his trailer door and we pitch him handy jacked. And we say, look, we've seen your Instagram. Love what you're doing. We understand that you love making furniture and chucking axes about and stuff. But you're also super buff dude, super fit. Do you think there is a way we can combine those two things? And he'll be like, my man. <laughs> he'll be like, my man. He's just been waiting for this opportunity. So he's in. We've got Jason Momoa. Now what? Now where do we go? Um, well, we need someone to design the actual program so that we don't, you know, so that, you know, Aquaman 2 isn't cancelled because Jason Momoa's <laughs> done his back in some new exercise program that was designed by two completely unqualified podcasters. So we need like an actual, you know, body and movement person who can incorporate, you know, the skills of building a house and working at home into an exercise program. Yeah, well, I think we need... Both, right? We need people from both worlds. So we need, you know, a, a really like a Scott Cam type handyman and we need yeah. like, you know, uh, a, a, like a personal trainer. So I, they, do they still do The Biggest Loser? Who's the, who's the most famous trainer in Australia? Michelle Bridges, is she still? Michelle Bridges, the commando. Yeah, well, let's get the commando and we'll get Scott Cam. Scott Cam will do anything for money, <laughs> it seems like. I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a sausage party. Can we not All right. get Michelle? Okay. Just so that we're, you know. Sure. Let's tick out, let's tick off our quotas. We'll get... We'll get Michelle Bridges. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a better way to put it. <laughs> You're here as All a right, quote. How about this? No, Michelle Bridges. Uh, what about actually, you know who'd be great, I think, at this? Um, uh, Tiffany Hall, Ed, Cal Ed Cavalier's partner. And, and she's like, well, I was thinking, why don't we, why don't we flip? We get a female oh, handy yeah, good, person. Good. There you go. Now we get a female yep. handy person. So we get someone who won the block. I don't watch the block. This is not uh, any ignorance towards their gender. It's just, I, I have no idea who has ever won the block ever, but we get the late, the last winner of the block. We get her. We could get, why don't we get Tiffany Hall? Why don't we have two women? There's no rule to say you can't have two women, Will. I, I didn't say there was. I was the person who... Oh, but you were thinking it. <laughs> I can see. Your steam coming out of your ears. You're about to spit your tea out and go, what? Two women? Uh, I know. Well, there's two options. So, Bianca Chatfield, who was on the block. She was a, a netball player who went on the block and she was on Velocity. Or... Uh, Elise Knowles, I think her name is, lives in the same area as we do, and she was d definitely on the block. So if we're talking about actual people who are achievable for us to contact, we could get to Tiffany Hall, that's fine, through Ed, and we could get to one yeah. of those two people who've been on the block. Okay, so those two, we get them together with Jason Momoa, yeah. and they nut out <laughs> the program. So are we launching it as an app or a TV show? Or both? both. Clearly, both. I mean, you want to see, I mean, yeah, we want to film it at the very least. Maybe it's not like a TV show, TV show, but maybe it's a, like, you know, on the app, you can watch episodes of Jason doing things. Well, 
Well, I signed, I signed up for the Hemsworth one. I did the free mm -hmm. trial to check it out. And they do have a lot of video content. So there's the workouts that you can do, which are just like a typical fitness app. But then there's like meditations and, um, you know, there are little – it's quite a production. They do like little videos and stuff like that. Did you – have you seen that latest ad for Center Fit, the one where it's like Chris Hemsworth's head – on other people's bodies. It was on it was everywhere online for a while. Firstly, that's the wrong way around. I want my yes. head on Chris Hemsworth's body. <laughs> like, I mean, it, again, I'd like to see how Chris Hemsworth went with his head, which is a good head, but how would his head mm. go on my body? Like, how successful an actor, compared to how successful an actor Chris Hemsworth is now, if it's his same head, but it's on my exact body, where where yeah. are we in the world of show business? Is he still, hang on, so it's you're just a body. It's still Chris Hemsworth, his brain, his thoughts, his everything? Everything that's in the head is Chris Hemsworth, and everything in the, is in the body oh, is this me. Is devil's bargain that poor Chris has entered into. Well, the other one, who has Chris Hemsworth's body, and my sort of Oh. brain and stuff is like a super that's a super prospect yeah that's a good question isn't it because it's really comes down to is uh, you're what you're saying is like does chris hemsworth if you take away his body do you take away you know 90 percent of what makes him popular and successful i mean he's a good looking cat and he's charismatic and stuff but his body is a huge part of it his head on your body to me would just be like chris pratt in parks and rec like oh, chris yeah. Chris Patton Parks and Rec <laughs> yeah, was okay. still like, you could see beneath that, that he was still a hunky dude. And, you know, Chris Hemsworth's still charming and, you know, has a good sense of humour and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if he'd started his career with your body in his head, if he'd be at the same point now. But if suddenly it was just like an image makeover where, you know, Will Smith style, he's come out and it's like, hey, I've got a normal body, but my head, I reckon people would embrace that. Now, the bigger question is you step on stage and you're right. My question to you is so you get his body whatever face-off technology we're using to get to make this happen and you're doing your first gig let's let's make it a big one it's melbourne comedy festival next year you know no restrictions on audience packed house what are you wearing nothing <laughs> <laughs> I finally, in, in uh, our pursuit of being handy jacked, I've been doing some more work around the house. Uh, mm -hmm. As uh, you know, avid listeners of the show know, I've just had a new deck put down. Um, I've had, I want to oil my deck, uh, which has been pro problematic when I'm going to Bunnings to let them know what I need to do. Um, but prior to oiling my deck, <laughs> yeah. I've had to clean my deck because it's a filthy right. deck. <laughs> Right, <laughs> such a dirty deck. It's a dirty, dirty filthy dirty deck. deck. I am going to oil you. I'm going to oil you good, you dirty deck. It's uh, it's it's got you know little just uh, mildew spots and stuff like yeah. that. And so, what I've been told. Deck. I've got a spotty deck. What I've been told by um, uh, Gemma is that, uh, you know, I need to make do a thorough clean because I'm the kind of guy when the job is 70% done, I'm like, good enough, good enough. <laughs> so I've been scrubbing my deck. I've been, I've, been, I've been rubbing soap and stuff on my deck and cleaning up all the kind of mildew spots and stained wood and stuff. And it, I thought it was actually looking pretty good. Mm -hmm. But Gem took one look at it and said, no, this needs to be pristine. Before you oil your deck, I want this to be pristine. <laughs> so I've made numerous trips uh, back and forth to the hardware store um, what I've realized though will is that I've been doing my handy jacked workouts in gym gear because I don't have work gear like I don't have like kind of like you know overalls or you know any of that kind of stuff the closest I have to you know physical labor clothing is is gym gear 
But on Friday, when I was soaping up the deck to give it a good scrub, mm-hmm. I fucking went ass over tit. Like, who'd have thought that you cover uh, hardwood in soap and then walk around in rubber sneakers, <laughs> you might go flying. Like, it was, it was actually pretty scary. I came off... I came off the top of the deck and uh-huh. landed with my spine on the edge of the top part as I hit yeah. the, the ground below. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like I could have popped a shoulder out. I could have smashed my back. So if you're lucky, you might might not have ever walked again. And it would have been because it could have been. Gemma wasn't happy with your 70% clean dick. Dead. Well, well uh, look, this is the other thing too, is I also, I'm not, I don't think I'm colorblind. But I think I have an issue differentiating shades of colors. Like I don't often, I can't often tell the difference between things like orange, pink, purple. Like I I, I get that they're different. Sounds like you're colorblind, to be honest, from what you're saying. No, because I I, I read up on it (laughs) because... Apparently, colorblind is like a more distinct, if you can't tell the difference between red and blue. Yeah, I know. I think... And I think I know the general difference of, like, what are they called? Primary colors. I can identify a primary color. Like, Iona has a lot of toys that are all in primary colors. And so when I sit down with Iona and we go through her books, I'm pretty good at picking the colors and I get a cookie. (laughs) But it's more when I'm looking at kind of, you know, shades of a color. You know, there's, there's subtle differences between sort of like, you know, lavender and purple and pink and coral and all this kind of shit. Like it's either I can't differentiate or I just don't have the vocabulary, vocabulary for it. And looking at my dirty, dirty deck, there was a similar issue in that I thought it was done. But Jem comes out and Jem, you know, she trained as an artist, you know, she's a director. Her eye is highly honed. She was like, no, 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 look at that. Like that, 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 that's a dark patch there. That doesn't match that. That's dirty. That's a different spot. And I honestly was looking at the deck going, yeah, but you know, like it's not a huge difference. Like it's not standing out to me. Like I know Amy, uh, she's very sensitive to smell, right? She can detect like an odor from 50 feet away. She's acutely aware. I think 50 when it years comes- away. Historical things before you were born. Someone farted in this room 27 years ago. I can tell. When you were born, it smelled disgusting. (laughs) I can smell the amniotic. Oh, it's the word. Amniotic? Amniotic? I can't fucking say the word. I'm going to lock in. You don't have the vocabulary to explain it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Correct. Uh, So I'm looking at the deck and I'm like, I don't know. I, I, all right, I'll just take your word for it. Yeah. So I needed to go and get some safety equipment or clothes that were a bit less prone to having me slip over. And so I, I went and got myself some work boots. Yeah, love And it. here's the thing. That's how it starts. Here's the thing. That's how it starts, at the boots. Well, this is where I'm coming to realize, like, this is probably not a, 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 a new um, revelation, but I'm starting to realize, like, hardware stores are just toy stores for, for grown men. Like, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Like, it's all about getting, like, accessories. So, you know, when you're a kid, you get the Castle Skull, and then you've got to buy the accessories because you want this bit and that bit and you want to extend it over here and then you need to get all the parts that go in here. You know, so I get my, my Ryobi hedge trimmer and it's like, well, I should probably get a Ryobi lawnmower as well because they use the same battery. And then it's like, well, then I'll need a leaf blower as well to clean all that up. And then I'm like, oh, okay, but... Then you suddenly you're like, I'm a... You know what? I feel like I'm a Ryobi guy. I feel like I, I totally should get feel- a Ryobi hat and I should get a Ryobi sticker for my car. Which is now I call the uh, Ryobi Mobile. 
that's what I, I'm like. I'm going to travel to Japan and visit Ryobi. I don't know if it's a real place, but I'm assuming I'm assuming it's Japanese. Is Ryobi first, even first place I go? I am packing my chainsaw and my head trimmer, and I am going to Ryobi, Japan, which I assume is a place. So. So that's one part of the toy store. You got all the toys. You got all the remote controlled toys, and you got like, yep. you know, I've got this high power hose, which is now my new favorite tool because it's like the best water pistol I've ever had. I've cl- in the last two da- three days, I've cleaned the car, I've high pressured cleaned the driveway, I've cleaned all the moss off the house, I've high pressured the deck. Now I'm just like asking Jeremy, is there anything you need blasted with this high pressure hose? Because <laughs> it's so much fun. It's like this. I had a, like a super soaker when I was a kid, but this is. This is even better. Like they should give kids high pressure hoses. Imagine the water fights as a kid if you could just like turbo blast each other in the backyard. It's a super super soaker. My little burn off pile has become like the eternal flame because it's been perfect conditions for <laughs> the fire to just keep burning at a low rate, low wind. It's kind of like not rainy, but it's kind of damp in the air, so everything's damp around. Like it's really safe conditions to be doing some burning off. So I've just been keeping this. But mm. part of it is the other day I was literally going around the garden and I was going beyond where I needed to go to find stuff to put on the fire like I'd actually run out of putting the stuff that was in the garden on the fire that needed to go on the fire I was roaming the neighborhood trying to find other things I could burn (laughs) so pyromania is that what we're saying slippery slope is all I would say gateway drug but but it's the same thing, right? It's the same mentality you had as a 12-year-old when you love to burn things, you know, with a magnifying glass or a lighter or whatever. And now it's like we're adults and, you know, you've got money to spend and you've got like a, a house that your parents can't tell you not to smash shit up in. And you're like, I'm just going to go out and burn shit. I'm going to blast things with my high-powered hose. So, I mean... I'm in Bunnings and like you've got all the toys and it's like, oh, where's the costume department? I want to dress up like Batman because that's the next stage now, right? right? Like I've done, I've got all the toys and now I need to dress up. And so going down the aisle of where all the safety clothes are, I start accessorizing. I'm like, well, what's going to look good? <laughs> I'm not even really thinking about, well, what's got the steel, ta- uh, you know, steel toe cap and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, well, so there are these, They ha- have you seen these things? They're um, uh, like, they look like sneakers, but they're sneakers to stop you being, Electrocuted. They don't conduct electricity or something. They look like just a normal running shoe, but there's some kind of insulation in them. So they're, they're shockproof. And so I'm looking at this shirt and they look awesome. They're, they're these cool, like all black sneakers with a chunky heel. And I'm like, I don't really need that. I need something with grip, you know, maybe something that's going to be waterproof, especially if I'm going to be scrubbing my deck. So do I really need this? And I'm like, oh, maybe I can find a reason to buy these shoes. Maybe I can start doing some more electrical work around the house and then I can justify. Yeah, but, see, but then the mistake you're going to make is that you'll uh, wear those shoes into your new training program, which relies on you being shocked <laughs> and it won't work on you. They're like, are you wearing shock-proof shoes? Uh, I, can I give you a little bit of history of the Ryobi company? So, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Ryobi... Sorry, just before you go on, Ryobi or Ryobi? I say oh, Re. What, okay. You're saying Rye. Uh, here we go. Uh, Ryobi. Ryo, Ryobi? <laughs> what? Well, the um, you know when they give you the English that's meant to make it easier to pronounce? I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. It turns out I'm not across all the symbols of what they mean because it's very okay. hard for me from the pronunciation they have here for me to tell you whether it's Ryobi or Ryobi or... Something in between. Well, you just sit with you're comfortable with, and I'm sure uh, we'll get letters. Uh, Ryobi Cesar Cusho Company 
was founded in 1943, with the sale of die-cast products commencing a year later. In 61, blah, 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 power tools. The Ryobi Tools brand in North America, Europe, Australia, and New Zealand is licensed by Tectonic Industries of Hong Kong. So actually, you don't need to go and visit Japan. You just need to pop over to Hong Kong to visit where this stuff's going on. One World Technologies. Oh, that's an ominous, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ominous sounding company, isn't it? I believe that is re- in because re- well, it's interesting. They their whole selling point at the moment, Ryobi, Ryobi, is the power of one. The idea being that they have this one powerful battery that you can interchange. It's a genius idea because it means once you've bought one tool, you then want to buy the rest because you can use the same battery. Okay, here's a couple of things that have just come up. Ryobi is how it's pronounced. Uh, Podcast Mike has put that uh, up on the little message uh, window. And it says, it's Ryobi, source, I can read Japanese. Podcast Mike can read Japanese. Well, I can't read Japanese. So, yes, I'm assuming Podcast Mike can read Japanese. Did you know until this day that he could read Japanese? No, I didn't. Mike, can you also, like, speak Japanese and to what level? I mean, I, I like the idea that he can't speak a word of it. He can just read it. What a curse. <laughs> I can speak some Japanese, but not much. Okay. okay. And now I can read hiragana, hiragana and, and katakana. katakana, the two main alphabets. Okay. There's two alphabets yeah. in Japan. I did know that. Well, one's not good enough. You did know that. Yep. Well, I did Japanese There's... in high school as well, but all I remember is ishini, sanshi, go, roku, nana, no, don't even remember that. Don't even remember how <laughs> well, to count to ten. Well, Mike's saying there's actually three alphabets. There's a hiragana, katakana, and English. <laughs> kanji. Kanji. Oh, of course, kanji. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Aren't kanji the giant monsters? Isn't that what are they called? The, the you know the 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 in the movies and stuff. The kiri, kiri, kiriju or something. Kiriju. Kaiju. 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 <laughs> 